Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Josh. You are tuning in to the podcast, Just a Kid from Gary, a podcast that highlights individuals that grew up in Gary or cities like Gary and now are doing amazing things. And in this podcast episode today, I have a very, very interesting one. I have uh, uh, one that I'm going to be doing a little bit different than my normal podcast uh, 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 regime or, or schedule. Uh, today I'll be talking with Jeffrey Edwards. He is a philanthropist. He's a community developer, and he's doing a lot of a lot of dope things within the city. And he's somebody that definitely you need to you know get in contact with. I was fortunate enough to reach out to him, and we were able to you know what I'm saying hone down on a, a date to communicate and talk. And so I really realized that this podcast this podcast episode was not so much of me asking him questions or. He asked me questions, which he ended up did, but doing, um, and even talking about um, his community uh, organization, which I was fortunate enough to give him the platform and be able to do that. But we also were able to have this energy. We kicked it off maybe about a week ago, and we just been really having this synergy between the both of us where we're able to understand, yo, we're going, we want to push the city in a certain direction. We care about the city. And so how can we do that? Who can we work with? How can we build this bigger organization and this bigger impact? So with that being said, let's get into this episode. All right, so this is the Gary Community Partnership Minute. My name is Jeffrey Edwards, and I'm the executive director. And today we're talking with a young man that I met. Uh, it's been about a week now. I think it's been a week that you and I first met. And uh, this is a dynamic brother. I mean, he's doing a lot of things. Uh, he's a graduate of Ball State. I think your degree is in urban planning. Uh, you're a co-owner or co-founder of... Too Easy Clothing? Is that the name of it? Too Easy Too Clothing? Easy. And you have a podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the Brother from Gary. Just the Kid from Gary. Just the Kid yes, from Gary. Yes, sir. I've listened yes, to a couple of them, man, and you're doing an awesome job. But I want to introduce to the audience Mr. Joshua Sims. Thank you. Joshua. Man. Thank you. I'm I'm actually, like, happy to be uh, on this platform. Last week we was talking about it and kind of, like, just understanding, like, the energy that we're about to, like, really put out there into the world. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So you're doing some, some great things. Uh, Let's talk about your organization. So everyone knows Gary community partnership. We're here and in Gary and our goal really is, is blight elimination. And from bright blight elimination, we are just reaching to create energy, man, in various ways. So we've got this community garden going, and we're working on native plant garden. And we've got Reese Park that we're still working on. COVID kind of set us back a little bit. So we're really trying to work and branch out and do different things in the community. Um, And though they're going along well, but let's talk a little bit about your organization and about what your mission is. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, First off, I think that, you know, I told you guys, told you last week, but I think that what you guys are doing, for the city is 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 amazing. You know what I'm saying? The, the mm-hmm. fact that we're able to um, be in a position where we want to change, I think that's the first part. You know, uh, anybody that wants to do that, it's just add off to them. But um, for my organization, Just a Kid from Gary podcast, and that organization um, really 
to kind of give you a story kind of started from, um, you know, just asking myself, who am I? You know, I, got, I graduated from school. Um, I studied architect, architecture and urban planning. And I got to this point where I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a job right out of college. Actually, I got the job before I, I, I left college. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I was, so crazy thing about that was I was so passionate about my intern that I spent the summer before. I was in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I did an intern out there. I was so pumped. I was like, I felt like I could do anything at this point. I felt like anything was possible. Mm-hmm. So literally once I got back to school, I started hitting up every single architecture firm within a five to 10 radius of my school. Okay. And I started contacting them and say, hey, I want to know more about architecture. I want to know like how, the ins and outs about architecture. And can I job shadow? And I would get yes and no's, yes and no's, yes and no's. And for every no you get, you get a yes. Yep, yep. So I, I, I started, I was getting some yeses that I was getting excited about. So I went and visited them. And this one company, um, I walked in and it was very, it's a very small company. It was right downtown in, in uh, Muncie, Indiana. That's where Ball State is. And I walk in, I talk with some of the guys, about three people there at the time. So I talked with all three. There was a guy at the upstairs mm-hmm. and him, him and I was talking for a little bit and he realized that like, you know, I had some similarities between him and I, and I don't know, the conversation went really smooth. So before I knew it, he was like, Hey man, I went back downstairs to talk to his boss. Uh, he came and got me after, you know, I got done with this conversation. He's like, Hey, I think my manager want to talk to you because he had worked for a, a sistering company that was in GEA. Oh, wow. He was like, I think they want, want to give you an opportunity. From the conversation. From the conversation. From the conversation. Amazing, man. I, I was just like, hey, I, I just want to be a I just want to be a student to the game. And that's right. that's what I went into. I went into that mentality of just want to be a student in the game. And I true enough, I did see some opportunities to sell myself. Mm-hmm. So for example, we start talking about like how we could um work together or even just opportunities where you know i had did some work before and i had showed them this like development plan that i had worked with at the other architecture firm and he looked it was like man this is nice so just because i had that on me seen an opportunity i used it i leveraged it and boom man i got a job coming out of uh, college so fast forward like i said i graduate i'm ready to enter the 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 the, uh, the job uh, the career force i'm going Know, what am I really here to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like to be honest, it was too easy, right? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> which is I wish I had that problem. I haven't had that one. I haven't had that one in a while. It's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had that one, bro. I haven't had but that problem. Me, I felt like it wasn't a big enough challenge, and yeah. maybe, maybe that's just how I set my life up. Where, like, if, if I feel like the the best things come in life after a challenge. So for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, you know, what is the challenge for me? How do I get to the point where I'm like, like full throttle, you know, able to go in, you know, do some amazing things. And so I started asking myself, who am I? You know, what can I give to this world? What can I offer? And those things led me to coming up and thinking about this plan that I had been working on and how to really put it into its full, you know, fruition. So the podcast has been um, the Justin Kid from Gary podcast has been the awareness piece, the mouthpiece to the whole entire operation. It's been the piece to say, hey, guys, I'm a kid from Gary, and I'm just right. like you. Right, right. We're, we're the same. So let's work together. Right. Let's put our heads together, and let's do something amazing. 
let's change our city, let's change the trajectory, and let's change this horrible stigma that these people keep shadowing on us. So that's that's, really that's it, man. That's uh, it. That's amazing. You know, you said some things that, that I really wanted to key in on. Number one, when I talk with the kids, I tell them every Saturday, I say, you are investing in yourself. Right now, they get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Man, everybody not getting up at 7 a.m. These folks, everybody not going to get up at 7 a.m. And I intentionally set this for 7 a.m. because I wanted to differentiate those who want versus those who don't. You know what I mean? Nothing is ever going to be, it, nothing is ever going to come for free. It's always going to cost you something. And if you want to be successful, you're going to separate yourself from those who really just, you know, don't know or aren't interested. Right? So there are kids and these kids who are coming every week. They're doing what it takes to be successful because the, the one key in this right here was seen in what you said is consistency. You were tenacious. You were not stopping, right? You don't even have to be the best at what you do, but if you are relentless, you're going to get where you're going. And that is a goal. That's a value that we have to teach our kids. Just, I mean, that's, that is the number one if you can understand principle of just being consistent and you know we we my parents i don't know if your parents but they were like you know you got to just do a good job if you could learn how to be consistent and whatever it is you're doing doesn't matter skill comes over time skill comes over time quality comes over time commitment is something intentional that you have to have and that comes with character building so when you build character, the commitment comes along with building character. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're looking to do. Some of the stuff that you said for your successes, man, just the fact that you had, did you have the resume with you or did you have it on your phone or, or what was that? Like, how did you even get, because that is pretty amazing in itself. Like, who carries a <laughs> resume? But you, you know what I mean? If you know what you want, you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I have to get ready. So I walked <laughs> in. So crazy thing is, I walked in. Yes, I walked in prepared. To be honest, I just mm -hmm. didn't even have resumes. I had business cards. So for me, like I had everything like to be successful in that environment. So for example, like mm -hmm. I heard of people putting themselves in positions to succeed, and mm -hmm. while they're in that position to succeed, they have all the tools they need. So for example, if I got, my, I'm going to my first job and I'm working construction, to me, I'm more of an asset if I already come with a tool belt, I come with boots, Absolutely. I come with, a, you know, I'm already a step ahead because I already know coming in, I'm good to go. I'm ready to work. Mm -hmm. You know, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We could get faster to the training. And so mm -hmm. in this opportunity, you know, I, I, I had, I always carried that plan around with me at the time because it was my most recent work that I was proud of. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had a couple of resumes, business card. And for me, it was just like, you know, just some things that I had learned along the way of just mm -hmm. always being ready, especially when you're in that, 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 that job arena. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and one thing that I, I, I also think about is when you were talking about the consistency part, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing to meet pe um, certain people Cause like mm -hmm. after I met you, man, after we talked, like you know, you know, if, if you ain't getting up at seven o'clock, you ain't winning. So I was like, you know what? I'm getting up at five o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I started getting up at five o'clock. 
<laughs> I started getting up at five o'clock. Because <laughs> like literally like <laughs> seven to me, that's just like honestly, that's like I'm and, and I watched I don't know if you've seen The Last Dance is the Michael Jordan uh documentary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. His, his pop said something that really resonated with me, and it was probably an attribute of myself that I always had. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, you could tell Mike, like, you know, he wasn't good at something or he couldn't do something and literally like give him some time and he was going to be the best at it. Yep. And so I really just, I just adopted that, that mindset, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I could beat seven. That's I could it. get up at five. And I'm telling you, five o'clock, I'm telling you, man, I just, I got this, the most brilliant idea the other day, mm-hmm. the most brilliant idea the other day by waking up at five, I was mm-hmm. thinking, and I'll strategize and I was going, my God, this is the this is how I can really like tie it all in, how I can mm-hmm. make it. And it was just for a bigger plan, but man, it, it is, works. Man. It, it is. Works. It is. It it it's yeah. it's being being first. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you when you get up early and it's you know, I'm not gonna say it's going to fix everything, but what I am saying is that when you get up early you're prepared before the day even gets started. So I have to take time out of my day just to get my mind right. You know what I mean? Like, because there's so much going on. I got Walgreens that I'm dealing with. I got this nonprofit and I also teach. So I got three things that I love to do. All of them, as I was saying before, have priority. I have to make sure, number one, that my mind is right to be able to be effective in all these different areas. And then I'm like, okay, Jeff, make sure that you slow down because I'll be going. And sometimes it's like, okay, you know, your best work ain't going to be when you're going 100% all of the time. So I just have to, that morning time gives me some time to strategize, just as you said, around how is my day going to go? How am I going to prepare my day? What am I going to get done? How am I going to achieve it? And I think, you know, just setting these behavioral patterns for kids, man, because they learn through emulation. That's the same way we learn. My dad, he had a part-time business cleaning carpets, and I promise you, he made more money part-time than he did in his full-time. I have no idea why he would not quit his full-time job. He would not quit it. He made more money part-time than he did full-time, but he would not quit that full-time job. I just, it, hmm. it, and I've, I'm like, well, now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, mm, would I not go back? Because I've had my own business before. I would go back to my own business in a heartbeat. There is nothing. The only reason I don't go back to it is because it requires so much more to run a business than it does to be part of something that's already established. But if I was really like, you know what, I want to start this back up again. If I get that fire like this nonprofit, this is my passion now outside of the passion I have to be part of the team that's already established. This nonprofit takes, it takes a lot of time. You know what I mean? So it's like, but I know I can do it. I know it, it can move forward. So, um, but there's something else you said, man, that was really key. And that was mentoring and job shadowing. And that's what we have to do. You know what I mean? Like, so us who are professionals who have already been established, we have to help establish these young kids who don't know. And job shadowing is a very easy way to help them get in their spirit, to get down like, I can do that. If, if, you, can see, if, if you can see someone doing something, just to be able to see them be successful 
if you can get that in your spirit, you can change someone's trajectory of their life. You can literally change their trajectory because they will believe and hope. Man, it's more important than anything else in life. You got to have hope. That's why that's why we do this stuff in Gary to bring hope to to the community, to people say that this is actually doable and this is achievable and this is sustainable. And I, I you know, I wanted to actually I wanted to ask you this question. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. But I personally want to know, like, what was the level of success you have received from, like, uh, being part of your, or doing your uh, foundation starting at, you know, like, you know, can you see, and, and can you see, like, from what you've done, like, kids being able to say their lives are being changed or they're able to, you know, they're growing into a certain direction, like, Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so just just kind of imagine, we started, we moved here back in 2016, and on my block, like I said, there are there are about six houses, there are about six houses that just were blighted, and I never even heard the term blight before I moved to Gary, <laughs> but but now I'm very common and familiar with blight. So there were six blighted houses. You know what I mean and and it was just really bad it was to the point the houses were at the other end of the block i didn't have to look at them but just the fact that it's on the same block that i'm on i could not take it it's like i would go down there and cut the grass and the people across the street from the house they'd be like good job great job you're doing a good job and i'm like how are you okay with living next to this how are you okay living next to this and they're like We've been here forever. This ain't gonna change. You, you'll see. You know what I mean. So they gave me the "you'll see" moment. You'll see, and I'm like, uh-uh. I don't. This is not normal to me. So I refuse to accept it. So I did it for a couple years until I came to the point of, they right. This is not sustainable. I can't do this for the next twenty years. So uh, I finally just was like, okay, Jeff, you gotta move to the next phase of this. Now, you started out doing it, and then kids. They see me cutting grass and they're like, hey, can I make a couple dollars? Yeah, come on. So then I started paying kids. And once kids see some money, oh, my God, they come out the woodwork. So Dang. every summer, Miss Edwards, Miss Edwards, you got any work? Any? They started doing it this summer. You got any work? Mm -hmm. I said, of course we got work. And uh, that's really how this whole Gary community, you know, the, the youth empowerment started was the fact that I had kids who wanted to make some money. Mm -hmm. They wanted to make some money and uh, I saw this as a win-win. Last year when we were cleaning up, we were paying them with McDonald's. So big shout out to uh, Akeisha Moore and McDonald's over there on I Fit because they, they were our partners. I mean, she came in like a storm, man, and she was like, Jeff, we're going to support you as much as we can. And they've been supporting us ever since. I mean, phenomenal work she's doing over there. And and just to give back to the community. Um, but kind of to get back to the story, they started out giving us McDonald's coupons and kids were like, we good. You know what I mean? They were loving the coupons. So that's how we got them to work with us last year. And then we did this uh, this this youth empowerment, or it's called an on-the-table on the table discussion. So we talked with... Uh, the kids who helped us and we were like hey what do you guys think about what you did and they were like you know it's all right but they don't care about us so 
I was like, man, you know, I don't have a relationship with these kids outside of what I'm doing. And, and so it was, it was more of what can we do to make them successful? They gave me the solution. They were like, pay us. And I'm like, don't you understand what community volunteering is? They were like, no, we ain't volunteering this community. Community ain't volunteered us. Wow. I mean, they never volunteered. Wow. And I said, you right. So that's why I said, I'm coming out of my pocket. We came, I came out of my pocket to start this. Wow. I was like, you know what? If I got to fund this myself, I'm going to fund it. And that's how it started. I started funding it. I was paying for it. And then we started this, uh, this uh, you know, this campaign. And I had some, some family and some friends who came along. And once they came along, and then people started seeing that they were given to it, then we kind of got more people. We got people, man, from all over the country who helped make this possible. Wow. And uh, another big shout out to People's Bank. Uh, People's Bank came through with $1,000. Just phenomenal. You know what I mean? We, they're our bank. They're our nonprofit bank, but they came through for us. So big shout out to People's Bank. Because uh, they they are uh, they were the first. We have other banks we're working with, and hopefully, you know, those relationships will develop. But once we got the money in place, man, we see I see now these kids are coming consistently, just consistently, just like it's a job. I mean, they're there at seven in the morning, ready to go. Ready to work. And this is exactly what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? They don't come slouch they ready to go they got some of them bring they they bring their own gloves their own face masks you know what i mean we have everything for them that they need some of them bring their own so it's like i tell them you are empowering yourself because these behaviors that you're creating they're gonna make you successful and all life is it's just a series a series of tests that you go through you're gonna go through the exact same thing I, it took me 10 years to learn this you're going to go through the exact same thing every single time until you master it. Mm -hmm. You'll never move past it. Right, creating the right behaviors. If you can start it now as a kid, oh my goodness, the sky is the limit for you. So that's why we really want to enforce to these kids, you know, creating a good behavior. It can only help you. It can only help you in life. Right. And we got to catch kids because right. they're the ones who are going to be adults in the future and we want them if they have good behaviors now as kids like i said they're going to continue to grow and if they keep them same behaviors it's going to it's going to propel them to where they want to be yeah so that's the return that i see right now okay is the fact that we do have about four kids about four kids who are consistent every week we get new folks i think we got two new kids that are going to be consistent and these were the young men who were a little troublesome on the block. Mm -hmm. A little troublesome, but now they started last week, man, and I see big, I see good things for them because they just needed a little help. And that's the way here to do, to give them some guidance and to give them some money. You know what I mean? Like, so money solves all problems. Give them a little bit of money, give them some guidance, help them see it's a different way. You know what I mean? We, we aren't gonna be able to, 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 we're not with them 24 hours a day, but we can, make a difference where we can make a difference and that's that's what we want to do so you were talking i thought about two books um the compound effect and atomic habits and it made me think about something um the compound effect specifically because it talks about in the compound effect 
this transitional concept that you go as you experience life. Mm-hmm. So for example, what you do as a kid, so what those kids are doing now, they don't realize it's going to be a compound effect and it's Absolutely. going to catch up to them Absolutely. when they're 20. And everything that they're doing, they're gonna, it's going to lock. I mean, it's going to lock like full on. It's like, yo, I was doing all that hard work and all that stuff and I was, yep. right, I know how to hustle. Yep. I know how to go get it. Let man. me use my mind. The same thing happened with me. Once I got to college, man, I didn't have a literally, like I was working at the architecture firm and he was behind on his bills. He couldn't pay me the way he wanted me. And so it turned out being where because he couldn't pay me, I had went to went to school and I didn't have as much money in my pockets. Mm-hmm. I was expecting his paycheck, but didn't have money in my pocket. So I would have to wait for him. So in the meantime, I had to start thinking like, what am I gonna do to get money in my pocket? And so I started going back to my childhood and what I used to start doing. For example, like I, I, w- I used to work with my mom and we used to like put together like, you know, teddy bears and small things like that and sell them uh-huh. on Valentine's Day, all that stuff on 35th and Grant and Broadway and all that other good stuff. Okay. Right okay. in the home. Right. And then also like my grandmother, she was a hard worker. So she always had me working on her farm and taking care of things. So I just like, all right, what can I do to like product? So basically there's a Chicago land popcorn up North mm-hmm. uh, 30 shout out to them, by the way, I went in, I went and bought the biggest bag of popcorn you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest bag that you can even pick uh, up, uh, right? Took it back down to school. Bought ba- little bags, you know, for uh, for packaging, and uh, I would basically, you know, have on gloves and all the right stuff, and I will I will pile them into the bag, twist right. them up, try to brand it a little bit, put like right. a label. Right, 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 right. You see what I'm and saying? I, and I would sell it. I, I would sell it. So literally, college students they were drunk, right? They would go out on the weekend drinking. During that time, to me, I think it's supply and demand. <laughs> they need a little something in their stomach. <laughs> right, right, right. You gotta feel that void. You gotta feel that void because, like, okay, yeah, they might go get some food, but until then, oh yeah, yep. Let me know. get that. Let me get that up out you. They got in a duffel bag, in a big duffel bag. Man, uh, let me go with popcorn. I got popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started yep. learning that people weren't responding to popcorn. So I started saying Chicago style popcorn, Chicago, and you know Garrett's is known for popcorn. Right, right, right. So when you say Chicago style, people start thinking, oh, this man got Garrett. Yeah. And Garrett's is known worldwide. Right, right. So literally, man, like I would go in my bag, sell them, and I realized, and here's the here's the here's the interesting thing, man. Compound effect. We talked about that. That's why I'm getting it. The compound effect. You learn these things from growth. When I was young, when I was selling with my mom, we was on 35th and Grant. We went to the restroom. Uh, it was late at night. She had to go to the restroom. So she gave me a couple of change. We had all our merchandise, you know, near our vehicle. And she said, look, I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the restroom. I'm going to come back. But in that meantime, you know, hold the fort down. If you make a sale, blase, blase, blase. I knew all the prices and everything like that. So I was well comfortable mm-hmm. making it making the sale my mom goes off into the distance to use the restroom while i'm like you know just chilling there all of a sudden i start hearing you know saying this car roll up the we got the the music going you know saying and uh this is a box chevy or four so i'm like oh this brother is paid you know what i'm saying right right right. he's awesome so I, i hop out the car hop out the car man 
I, I, I started rapping with him, you know, saying, and he started, you know, hey, man, what, hey, little man. And I'm a little guy. Hey, little man, what's that? How much is that? And I tell him, you know, so, so we had prices all the way from 10 to RA to 100. Mm -hmm. So I give him the whole spectrum. So he's going, okay, how much is this? 25, you know. And so we had this big bear, and this big bear was like at least like, hundred bucks but my mom told me like I could sell it for 75 especially during the later because we're not selling as much so you're right. trying to get the sale. right right so I go in to get the sale I'm like all right man that's just what you want man I know it's what you want he's like yeah I do man let me go ahead and get that so he gets the beer slaps the money in my hand we shake he walks away I'm feeling happy because I just made this big sale with this guy without my mom so I'm like yeah I'm about to show my mom like yeah I did it you know say it's fantastic like Blase, blase. So I stuffed the money in my pocket. I'm waiting at my car. My mom comes back. She's like, did anything happen? I'm playing all cool and stuff like, yeah, yeah something happened. And uh, she's like, what happened? I was like, I sold a big bear. She's like, oh, yeah. Because like, we, we were out there late at night and sales were slowing up. Right, right. It's a big sale, you happy. Right, so I right. go in my pocket. She's like, where's the money? I go in my pocket to him and the money. And so, you know, so I hand it to her. You know, ah, you know. <laughs> 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 oh my god where is this going so she she's counting it man she's counting it and i hear it go shh, shh, right like just twice shh, right going, where's the rest of the money I'm like what you mean you'll be right there you're which like this is this is not 75 dollars i'm like well how much it is it's 35 <laughs> or, or a different number it, uh -huh. but it right man i was sick i was sick man he finessed me right 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 but we talk about compound effect so then at that moment i learned a very valuable moment mm -hmm. a count your money right there in front of them mm -hmm. right? b know how to negotiate because mm -hmm. too like i could have got the pro I, if i knew how to negotiate i could have sold them for it for 100 i could have sold them for 200 dollars. right right so I learned some valuable things. So fast forward back in college now, I realized that people weren't biting on this popcorn. So what I started doing is I started making samples. I was like, yeah, you don't believe me? Here, try that. And I put them in a little cup They try it. So give me your money. It was, I mean, it worked, <laughs> it worked, it worked. So literally like, I, I started making money, man. You know what I'm saying? I was able to, you know, pay some bills that I had, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Be able to eat and exist around camp, college campus, be known as that hustler, you know what I'm saying? Just from like, you know what I'm saying? Like from what I learned when I was a kid. So right. these kids, man, what you're doing, this is what I'm getting at, man. What you're doing with these kids, mm -hmm. you continue to do it because you are helping them build that compound effect. They're going to realize it later on in life mm. that, man, what what Mr. Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey taught me is literally able to stick with me today. And I'm able to take this into a whole nother spectrum, mm. to increase our community, to make our community better. So, yeah, man. Absolutely. And absolutely. And, and even more than this, man, my my goal is to impact the life of the person. You know what I mean? Like, it's great that it'll impact the community, but if they take these principles and apply them to life, just like you did. You know what I mean? That changes the trajectory of a person. If you if you can say, okay, I just need to be consistent. If you can just get that foundationally set in your mind, the sky is the limit. Because now you have to do is work on excellence, work on quality. You know what I mean? Let that be your next focus. I know I'm going to do it. Now I just got to make sure I do the best job that I can. And it's small principles that you learn how to apply 
that will make you successful in setting these bars early in life. And uh, we're going to do a segment with uh, Keisha soon on McDonald's on, on what does she think about, you know, the younger generation? What does it take to be a McDonald's employee? Because we want this to be kind of the intro to all different types of jobs. You know what I mean? If we can say, if you spend some time here, Gary, you're qualified to work at McDonald's or you're qualified to work at any of these jobs because they know that principles that get set and tested here, they're going to follow them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's a uh, man, this is a, this is a proving ground. It's a proving ground. And like I said, if you want to be successful, you're not going to be, you're not going to be uh John Doe. You're not going to be just everyday Joe. There's going to be something that sets you apart. You got to have something that sets you apart. So that's what we really look at doing, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mentioned the McDonald's thing. You know, I worked at McDonald's before. Okay. And, um, you know, McDonald's is probably one of the best jobs to work. I've never worked there. I, I can say it. And I'll tell you why it's the best job to work. Because... McDonald's, and this is how you got to look at McDonald's. McDonald's is a billion dollar, I believe. I know for, I was, I was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, McDonald's a multi-billion dollar company. Industry, a billion dollar company. When you work within that company, so so the amazing, most main thing about it is you're able to work within a billion dollar company and it's at the smallest level. Burger and fries. And one thing that I realized, mm-hmm. man, is the operation on how McDonald's work. McDonald's is basically is, is built off of accuracy, is built off of time, it's built off of speed, and how to treat the customer. And it's also a real estate business as well. But mm-hmm. while I was working at McDonald's, I really, really learned how to be a manager. I really learned how to be a boss. I really learned how to uh, 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 learn learn how to like you know manage business all of these mm-hmm. because mcdonald's is this people might crap on it because and, and i told this young guy i told him i was he was one of my uh mentees he, he said you know i'm working at mcdonald's man i hate it man He's like don't look at it like that i was like every day you go in learn something new about the business because there are a bit that's a billion dollar business your mcdonald's that you're working at is a million dollar business they're bringing in millions of dollars every every year and you need to find out how they're doing it. Learn a system mm-hmm. and then literally go replicate it. You could work up the McDonald's uh, franchise and literally purchase yep. your own restaurant. They will go yep. to a university, learn that system and you could be running your own company, your own store. So it's such a good business to really just be in. And um, because it, 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 it like, if you're just think, if you just want to be an employee or you're looking just to, you know, get your, get your grassroots somewhere, and, and honestly, man, when I go to some of these fast foods, man, I look at these young guys and these young girls, and I'm going, man, y'all, I don't even understand where y'all at, man. I get the crappy service. They, they shifted everything around, and they understood. And I'm serving McDonald's. Hey, you have a good day, my man. <laughs> like, it is. Because it's it just is. a good business to really understand. You got to, like, it's just, like, don't look at it as a job. Look at it as the business and the industry. It is. Successful business, 
And it's simple. It's very, very simple. We serve burgers. We serve fries. Mm-hmm. Shakes. We have some of this. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're getting this out at the fastest we can. The customer's always right. And man, if you start understanding that stuff. So interesting, man, because I just got through reading a book called The E-Myth. It's called okay. E-Myth. I can't remember the author, but but basically it talks about the entrepreneurial myth, right? So it's called the E-Myth. It's talking about the entrepreneurial myth. It talks about McDonald's because that's the model. So McDonald's was one of the first companies to really invent the franchise model or to, to bring the franchise model to excellence. And uh, the gentleman who bought McDonald's wasn't the, he wasn't making burgers and fries. He was like a, a salesman. And and he saw that these two individual brothers who had this hamburger business, they had created it. And he was like, you know what, I'm going to take this and I'm going to replicate your model. And we're going to call, you know, that's how they got into kind of franchisee. And as you said, there's the employee level and then there's kind of the the manager level. And then there's the entrepreneurial level where as the entrepreneur, you're going to be thinking about stuff for tomorrow. Whereas the manager, you're looking like, how are we going to be efficient? efficient? Whereas the operator, you know, the in-person, how are we going to make the customer happy? Yep. So, yeah, if you have someone who starts at that operational level, you know what I mean? Like understanding how to make the customer happy and mastering those skills. Once you master that, you can move around. And you literally can start your own franchise. You literally can start your own. It's... it's and, and- Knowledge is power, man. That's the thing. Knowledge is power. What you did with them popcorn, with that popcorn, I mean, you took something as simple as some popcorn, and because you understood how to apply these principles, you know what? I don't have a demand, but I got the supply. How am I going to get this demand? Let me give away some of this product. You see what I'm saying? You understand supply and demand? You were able to just completely change the situation whereas someone who didn't know that They'd have been like, well, let me think of something else. Not working. Right. Not working. Right. You know what I mean? So the glass is half full or half empty. It depends on where your mind is and how you were able to just change your outcome simply because of the way you thought. Just because you were thinking, it ain't working this way. Let me do something different. We're going to make it work and just keep it moving forward. That's it. That's it, man. That's that's the most beautiful thing. and, and, And to that point, um, even back on the McDonald's tip, mm-hmm. when I was working there, I had one of the district managers come in. He said, you know, I want you to think of this as a ship. And this, and when he said this, this really changed my whole life too. Because earlier we were just talking about, you know, us being busy, kind of before we kind of got into this conversation, we talked about mm-hmm. us being busy and thus us transition to this, like, we're, we got to think of bosses, we got to think like managers. How do we manage all these things that we got going mm-hmm. He told me this, he said, you want to you wanna run this as a ship. If you're the captain of a ship, you're not the one driving it. What you're doing is you're pointing your finger. We're going to go left. We're going to go right. It's somebody else that's guiding it. It's somebody Absolutely, else that's man. pushing Absolutely. it. It's somebody Absolutely. else that's running the anchor. Exactly. Yep. It's somebody yep. else doing all these things. As you, what you're doing is, and that's, I'll tell you, I learned all this stuff from McDonald's. The, like, this job has gems in it, man. If mm-hmm. you know how to, if you know how to like like think half full versus half empty mm-hmm. you can pull so many gems out of that business man. so absolutely, many man. absolutely absolutely well joshua i want to uh wrap this up 
uh, one thing that we do have to talk about next time, man, and, and hopefully me and you can get another chance to chat is we have to talk about how do we take this gap and create opportunity. There's a huge gap in Gary. There is gap in all types of equity. There's financial equity gap, educational edu equity gap. There's opportunity gaps. You know what I mean? So wherever there's a gap, that's always opportunity to do something different. You know what I mean? Like just from this whole thing we're doing with youth empowerment, with getting these kids up in the morning, there's a gap in the community because these grads need to be managed. There's a gap because these kids ain't got no money. You know what I mean? So we didn't feel, we didn't kill two birds with one stone. Kids got some money, grass and got cut. Problem solved. You know what I mean? So we have to apply that in other areas of Gary, but it's not just us. It's bringing people along, getting people involved. And, and it's a win for the community, man, because this opportunity for the everyday Joe to make some money in Gary simply because of the fact you live here and your money turns over here. So how do we teach these principles? How do we apply these principles so that everybody, because the more money we bring in and the more money we turn over, man, the more equitable the city becomes and the more opportunity that's going to come. You know what I mean? But we have to do some out-of-the-box thinking. And I believe that the mayor and I believe his establishment, you know, they're, they're coming along, or at least that's what I've seen so far. We've got some exciting things I hope to be able to talk about uh, at a later session going on with some of the uh, organizations I'm working with. So, but big ups, man. I, I've I've appreciated this session. Uh, look forward to working with you, man, throughout the rest of the summer and in the next year. Yeah, man. We got a lot to do. Got a lot. To we do. do so. We do. All right. Thanks again, brother.